Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, everyone around the world, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I am Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. First and foremost, a most joyous new year to each and every one of you listening out there. We're almost to the end of the very first week of 2021, and we were so happy as a collective planet to say goodbye to 2020. How have the first days of the new year been for you? For us, it's been peaceful and refreshing, but our year is definitely off to an energetic start. A lot is happening, and a huge part of that is all the communication going on. So communication is one of the big menu items for this year. Of course, as we've mentioned before on our show, everything that's anything starts with communication. And communication takes a whole assortment of forms. Today, we're continuing our season's theme about your psychic communication by exploring the subject of communicating your next step now. Wouldn't you say that's a pretty important topic to discuss right at the beginning of a whole new year that the entire world has been waiting for? First, let's look at what communicating your next step might mean. Would that be like signaling that you're about to make a left turn when you're driving a car towards an intersection? In such a case, you'd be communicating to the other drivers around you what your immediate next step is going to be, or your intention, if you will. Such communication is legally required for everyone's safe passage to ensure that everyone will have a much better chance of arriving at their respective destination in one piece. And do I ever appreciate when somebody uses their left or right turn signals? Because a lot of people don't anymore. How about expanding on that idea to encompass your whole life's journey? Wouldn't you as well as everyone living around you have more success at arriving at your life's destination safely and intact if you communicated your next steps regularly? Perhaps there would be fewer chances of someone crashing into you because he didn't know where you were going or whether you were going to turn Right or left at the light. Communication may... Go to the light. (laughs) Not that light. (laughs) We're not there yet. (laughs) When are we going to get there, right? (sighs) Communication makes the world go round. Yet many people wonder how they can communicate their next step when they don't know what that is or even where they are ultimately going. How often do you find yourself not knowing exactly what you are to do next in your life. How often do you think about where you are actually going in your life? What is your ultimate destination? If you don't know where you're going, how could you know where to go straight and where 
to turn to get there. Even your GPS system won't be able to start giving you directions until you enter your destination into it. Your Uber driver won't know what her next step would be until you tell her where you'd like her to take you. So, being able to communicate your next step requires that you first know where your destination is. It's well known that highly successful people have a clear vision of where they are going and clear-cut goals in mind. As the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. famously proclaimed, I have a dream, and proceeded to share his vision for America with the 250,000 people who had gathered together near Lincoln Memorial in Washington, D.C. on that near cloudless day, August 28, 1963. But the five-minute speech he had prepared to deliver that day wasn't about his dream. It was a more formal recitation recitation of the sufferings of African Americans trying to realize their freedom in a culture practicing open discrimination. It centered around his metaphor that America, on its promissory note that guaranteed all citizens the inalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, defaulted as far as its citizens of color were concerned. He declared, instead of honoring the sacred obligation, America has given its colored people a bad check, a check that has come back marked insufficient funds. As illustrative as the metaphor and that part of his speech that followed may have been, it wasn't until the Queen of Gospel, Mahalia Jackson, who was Dr. King's friend and had sung before his speech, shouted out at him in the middle of his speech, saying, Tell him about the dream, Martin. Tell him. Tell them about the dream. That Dr. King transformed himself and his speech midstream into what would go down as one of the greatest speeches in history. An observer reported that suddenly, as he set aside his speech notes, Dr. King's body language transformed from that of a lecturer to preacher, and his advisor, Clarence Jones, is quoted as saying, I have never heard him speak the way I saw him that day. It was as if some cosmic transcendental force came down and occupied his body. It was the same body, the same voice, but the voice had something I never heard before. When Mahalia Jackson shouted out to him, he looked at her and he suddenly segued from the first portion of his speech as he was saying not to wallow in the valley of despair and switched to his I Still Have a Dream segment, which he introduced by saying that it was a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. He was introducing the idea of not just his personal dream, but a collective dream of a whole nation. He said, I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. 
From there, he continues to speak about the different aspects of that dream until he completes the sharing of his vision for America with, when we let freedom ring, when we let it ring from every tenement in every hamlet, from every state in every city, we will be able to speed up that day when all of God's children, black men and white men, Jews and Gentiles, Protestants and Catholics will be able to join hands and sing in the words of the old spiritual, free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty, we are free at last. There's absolutely no question in my mind that the Holy Spirit came to both the Queen of Gospel and Dr. King at that moment when Mahalia Jackson shouted out to King, Dr. King's advisor saw that transformation happening. And, you know, some of you might have known about when Mahalia Jackson uh, sang Amazing Grace in the uh, Wembley Stadium, transformed that entire thousands of people with her singing that was in acapella. And I forgot what year that was. Uh, I think it was a couple of years after this. But uh, interesting what happens on a soul-to-soul level. They've been friends for a long time in spirit. Well, I not only love that speech, but I love what transpired to bring that speech to now millions of us. It's an incredible example of communicating your next step now. A lot of people give their New Year's resolution resolution every year, yet how many of them actually follow through with them? I know a few, but I see so many who only pay lip service to their visions and dreams. There are many people who talk of doing good in the world, perhaps even more who complain loudly about what's wrong with the world and what needs to be done. Yes, Someone needs to do something to fix everything that's wrong. It's just not the one who's complaining about it that's getting going on those next steps in making that happen. (laughs) Even in some spiritual circles, I hear people talking a good fight, talking about great ideas of what needs to be done. Yet, it's like many people are waiting for God to come down and do something about it. Or someone else. Or aliens. (laughs) I have a new term describing that. Being a spiritual couch potato. (laughs) And a spiritual armchair quarterback. It reminds me of that old commercial. Let Mikey eat it. He eats anything. (laughs) Yeah, I've been that Mikey many times. Both with food as well as with people wanting someone else to do something for them. It's waiting for God to do something and someone else to do something about what they can't tolerate. Yet, the God that I have any experience with doesn't seem to work quite that way. I've always liked that saying, quote, God loves a cheerful giver for that very reason. I recall reading about some saints saying that if we didn't act God can't work through us because we are his eyes, ears, mouths, and hands and legs. So the moment any of us complains to God, 
what isn't going right around in the world, guess what? Who has to do something about it? Yep. Us. Us. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so what's your next step? Like Raphael said in the beginning of this show, how can you know what your next step is if you don't know where you're going? Where are you going is the vision you have of your destination. How do you find out where your destination is? Well, your destination is where you started and where you started, you already know since you started there, (laughs) right? (laughs) You've been there, done that already. Most people who have a hard time trying to figure out where they're supposed to be going have a tough time doing that because they assume that they haven't gotten to their destination yet, so they don't already know where that is. If they realize that their destination is where they began, then it's obvious that they must know it already since they began there, wherever there is. In writing, it's often said that the writer needs to start by knowing where the story is going to end up. Once you know the ending or destination, you can start going in that direction. The whole journey then becomes a series of little steps, little next step, and then next step, and then next step. One step in front of the other, so to speak. Life works in the same way. How do we know where the story is going to end up? That's because that's our starting point of the story, and it's our vision or dream. Once you know that your dream is to be able to love one another, to be able to communicate and cooperate with each other, then you just need to take your very first little step in that direction, whatever that is for you. It's not the same for everyone. What's important for you is to know your next little step that you need to take in the direction of where you're going. You don't need a 50-page outline of all the details of what that looks like for the next 10 years. Hmm. When I swam across a big bay for about three hours one time, I had a white monument as a marker that I used as a reference point to keep swimming towards. I had no idea what I was going to encounter or experience along the way. It was fun. (laughs) I even swam into a whole, what is it, not a pod, (laughs) a gaggle (laughs) of uh, those things with stingers, jellyfish, (laughs) little tiny jellyfish. Ouch. Okay, anyway, but my next step was kicking and using my arms to propel me through the choppy waters of the ocean closer to what I had in my vision. That's all. As long as I had that in my vision, I knew I would end up there. What you find problematic with your life or with the world comes from you intuitively knowing the truth in relationship to what you don't like about your life or the world. 
what you're experiencing or seeing in your life or the world doesn't match up with what you know to be true. So using Dr. Dr. King's speech as an example, his dream was to one day see even the state of Mississippi, a state which he described at the time as, quote, sweltering with the heat of oppression, transformed into an oasis of freedom and justice, end quote. He knew the truth was the oasis of freedom and justice, but his experience of the state at the time was far from it. We all know within ourselves that which is true for us and compels us to want to see our lives and the world in which we live healed to be in sync with the truth rather than remain divided from it. Well, we're coming upon our first break already. Michael will continue his thought right after the break. Um, This is the time we talk a little bit about something we have coming up, and we're offering a teleclass to kick off the new year this Saturday, January 9th, from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time. The teleclass is titled, Energy Work to Make More Space for Your Creativity in the World. It's part of our You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think series, and it's open to everyone. It'll help you let go of past failures and regrets and create something new for yourself and the world in which you live. We welcome you to join us to learn how to do psychic energy work and create more space in this world to express your true creativity. For all the details and to sign up, go to our January events calendar section at michaeltamora.com. That's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-T as in Tom, A-M as in Mary, U-R-A.com. Or call our office and speak with our wonderful assistant, Noelle, it's her birthday today. Happy birthday, Noel, at 530-926-2650 during normal business hours, Pacific time, Monday to Friday. We will return in just a couple of minutes, and we'll be speaking again about communicating your next step now. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you love living the miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at MichaelTamora.com forward slash events. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must-read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tamora, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com and be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You 
are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, everyone. We're exploring what communicating your next step is about and what you can do to do so now. Yeah, well, before the break, I was talking about we already know in spirit we know where we're going because where we're going is where we started. (laughs) And so if freedom is our destination, truth is the way and the life that we have to follow. That's what I call the path of clairvoyance, the path of learning to see the truth as we follow the way and the life to our freedom. So communicating your next step now involves becoming clear within your mind where you're going, what your vision is, and then knowing what your next little doable step toward that is, and doing it. Don't get caught into the trap of being a spiritual couch potato and wait for God or anyone else to take the step you need to take for yourself. You don't have to save the world or run into a burning building, unless you're a firefighter, (laughs) or win the Nobel Prize to take your next step. Your next step has to be the one that you can take. Even if I wanted to be a skydiver, my very next step toward that will definitely not be one of strapping on a parachute and hopping on a plane. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But since I don't have any desire to be falling out of a plane holding onto an umbrella or a sheet, (laughs) I'm not going to take a step in that direction. I know that my next step to get started towards something is always communication. So once I know which direction I'm headed, I start communicating it or sharing it with those that I work with on that common goal or vision. I also know that I'm communicating all the time in many ways. For starts, anyone who sees or experiences others' auras can know which way I'm going and what my next step is. They may not be able to say exactly what I will do next in the world, but they know the direction I am headed intuitively. We all do. Communicating my next step for me begins with psychic communication, as always. I'm communicating on a spirit-to-spirit level when I take my next step. Your aura is like a homing beacon. It's, it's really like the dolphins using echolocation and sonar. That's why I love swimming with dolphins in the open ocean because they're constantly communicating which way they're headed, what their next step is. If I pay attention to that, then I can meet them down the line along their path. If I use some kind of super device to find out where they are right now and try to swim toward them, they'd be long gone by the time I'm anywhere near where they are. They're pretty smart that way. Yeah, they're smart. They're 
exponentially faster than I am. <laughs> it's, it's not even a comparison, right? Okay, so if I, I learned a long time ago that, oh yeah, if I'd like to hang out with the dolphins, swim with them, I don't go to where they are now because by the time I get there, they're gone. I go to where they're going. And when I catch their communication of their next step, we're headed there. We're headed in that direction. Then I just have to start swimming down the line in that direction. So by the time they're there, I can intersect with them. And if they want me to join up with them, huh, they'll hang out. They'll slow down. If they keep on going at their, you know, super fast speed, I'd never keep up with them. The same thing happens with souls I meet in this incarnation and have something to do with. That's how students in spirit find me here on earth. I'm communicating and teaching all of the time, much like the dolphins doing their sonar thing. My students in spirit tune in and find the closest intersection point of our mutual paths. That's how when the student is ready, the teacher arrives, works. It's very geometrical in nature. Well, I learned about this working with Michael's dad, Ray, a few years ago when Ray became much older and developed dementia. His short-term memory was shot, but... Up until the last several years of his life, he lived to be 94, his long-term memory was relatively intact. If I needed him to be prepared for something, I would tell him well ahead of time at least two or three times about it. He would immediately forget, but then when the time came for us to do whatever we needed to do, he would have remembered what I told him the day before. It's like that, too, when spirit communicates our next step to us. We may hear it, then forget, when the t- but when the time comes, we remember. I told the story, I think it was last week, actually, about that fateful day when I was in my 20s, when I was told my life is going to change in a big way. I wondered about it. I even wondered if someone was going to die that day. Then I kind of forgot about it. But the second I arrived in the parking lot of my workspace, I just knew what I had to do. And that was I was ultimately going to quit this very well-paying, secure job I had at the time after eight years in the business. And to move on to first heal myself, which I really needed to do because I had been injured on the job. Then to get on my spiritual path. I knew all that intuitively, and this was before... I was ever in any clairvoyant or psychic class. I was following my intuition. The next part of this was how to communicate my next step to the people I work for. How to do that. It wasn't easy. And at the time, since I was only about 23, I didn't do a great job of it. But I did it, and I took the next step that I needed to take not only physically, but spiritually. It was a spiritually directed next step. And I fulfilled the whole thing within a few years. In fact, in, when I was able to quit that job, I was able to find my spiritual path. 
It's like that. So is communicating your next step about criticizing where you are now? Absolutely not. Well, you know, taking your next step and communicating what your next step is brings out so much in us. Ah, that's where most of the difficulties that I find people go through. Isn't that, you know, they don't want to communicate about it or anything like that, or it's really not, they don't really know what their next step is. We all do. Like Raphael said, we just got to remember it. We know it inside. We know it in spirit, but we might not be consciously aware of it here in this physical world. So there's this, what's it called? Lost in translation. (laughs) (laughs) So we need to, we need to bring it down here, down to earth. Uh, Like a lot of people used to say, you know, uh, so-and-so, Michael, Michael, earth to Michael, where are you? (laughs) (laughs) So that's, you know, communicating to Houston or (laughs) Cape Canaveral, whatever. Uh, It's getting back your awareness, what you really know inside, down here. And that's when Raphael said she followed her intuition. That's one major way we do that. Intuition is nothing more than communicating with your inner spiritual self and bringing that information down or out into this physical aspect. We're all communicating our next steps all the time. It's like, uh, I don't say, you know, that famous uh, uh, phrase, uh, read my lips. <laughs> read my lips, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Read my lips, you know, don't you get what I'm saying? Uh, what I say is read my aura, right? <laughs> Actually, people mostly say talk to the hand. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, they do that too, talk to my hand. But really, if you, if you learn to read people's auras, Oh, that's a communication skill. People think it's some woo-woo psychic ability of some people are gifted, they're clairvoyant, they're gifted, they can see people's you know, colors all around them. Some people are going, I don't know if that's even true or not, but hey, it's learning a language, learning to communicate. And learning to communicate, learning a language, isn't just about vocabulary, right? You can, you can be a, an incredible, you know, memorize all the words in the dictionary, but that's not going to make you a great communicator. Communication involves a lot more than the words. Words are just tools. Communication's bigger than that. So we have to learn to use the tools we have to communicate. Now, in relationship to each other, whether, whether you're in a, you know, a partnership, marriage type relationship or friendship or family relationship or business relationship even or professional colleague relationship, whatever it is, co-workers, whatever kind of relationship you have with other people, what's the basis of that relationship is communication. And if you wait for someone, I'm sure everyone's done this at some time or another, and some people do it all the time, is they wait for the other person to say something. Say something. Tell me, what, what are you thinking? What are you feeling? Where, where are you going? 
And with some people, that's going to be a long wait, <laughs> right? <laughs> but what if you just give yourself the permission to go, oh, this person might not be verbalizing anything, but this person is communicating all the time. Everyone is communicating all the time, just like the dolphins. But the dolphins do it with, well, actually, you know, unless you have some kind of a uh, sensitive device, you can't actually hear their, you can hear their echolocation, but you can't hear their sonar thing, you know. Or their telepathy. Or their telepathy. But they're communicating all the time, and they're so clear. And they're communicating to each other all the time, to the whole pod, that way. We're going over there. We're going over there. And they're constantly reminding each other where all of us are going. And that's why they could you know, a subpod of two or three or five of the dolphins can go, hey, let's go play over there. That this, There's a fun thing over there. Let's go check it out. Okay. And they communicate, we're, we're going off to the side to take a little detour. You guys keep on going. And But once they finish what they're doing, the rest of the pod is still going, we're going there. This is where we are, and that's where we're going next. And they go, okay, we'll catch up with you. So that's constant communication. And as a whole community, they're constantly communicating with each other. <clears throat> now, if you had somebody doing that verbally, it could be very difficult, right? You're trying to have a phone conversation with somebody else and somebody else is talking to your other ear going, blah, 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 blah. This is where I'm going. I'm going to the bathroom next. That's not going to work. <laughs> but on an aura level, it works because it's not disrupting your communication, especially when you learn how to be in your own space, in your own psychic bubble. Then you're communicating, I'm going here, I'm doing this all the time without bothering everybody else with talking about it all the time, right? Yeah, we, we don't want to hear... People going, I'm picking up this piece of paper now, and I'm going to write this down, and I'm going to go to the bathroom, and I'm going to you know, do this, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this. That's too much because we have other things to put our conscious attention on. But that person's communicating that on a psychic level without invading someone else's space. That's the other thing. Even in telepathic communication and other psychic communications, <coughs> If you push it on somebody, I want you to hear me. I, this is what I'm saying mm -hmm. on a psychic level. That's just as offensive, just, just as annoying as, and, and disruptive as you verbally yelling at them and saying stuff that, you know, they don't have to know about it on that level. Or they're not in the place to hear about it at that time. But you're still communicating it on your psychic level as long as you're staying in your own space, in your own bubble. They have the choice. You, you give everyone else in the world the choice to recognize it when they need. Absolutely. And 
Our second break is coming up, and we'd like you to know about our first four teleclass remote weekend event of 2021 coming up on Saturday, January 16th and 17th. This is a weekend event. Included with this is with this remote weekend, it's being done with Maestro and Zoom, is also a bonus Zoom Q&A and social following the last teleclass on Sunday. Over the weekend, we'll teach what precognition, predictions, and prophecies have to do with your spiritual awakening and development, how you can develop your own precognition and learn to look into the future, and how to set the energy of the new year for yourself to enjoy the life you are here to live. The title is Launch Your New Year with Certainty of Direction and Clarity of Vision. And here are the titles of the four teleclasses uh, we, we will be giving. The first one on Saturday morning is Precognition, Predictions, Prophecies, and Your Spiritual Awakening, Seeing the Future to Make Your Course Corrections Now. And the second class on the Saturday of this weekend is Prophetic Visions and Your Mediumship. Your Communication with Spirit Guides, Angels, and the Masters of Wisdom. And then the third teleclass is on Sunday morning. Enjoy making your predictions for 2021 now, discovering the future to create your next steps. And then the fourth one is solving the dilemma of time travel. How to travel through time to heal yourself, transform the world, and not mess up the timeline. And also, for those of you who are familiar with us, um, we have a little bit different starting time, so make sure you come in an hour earlier than we normally do it. And all the information and details can be found on our website, michaeltamora.com, or you can call our office, 530-926-2650. That's a Northern California phone number, weekdays during business hours Pacific time, or leave a message. In just a bit, we'll continue with communicating your next step now. We'll see you soon. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must-read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tamora, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. If you love living the miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You 
are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Well, it's great to have you back. We've been exploring the topic of communicating your next step now. One of the things I wanted to talk about was something I brought up a little bit in the previous section, and that is about how you go about communicating your next step. Some of you get yourselves into life situations that you're fairly unhappy with, and instead of thinking that you have to let everybody know what your next step is by becoming destructive with your relationships with people, it's much better if you start to create a space for yourself to take that next step without the aspect of destruction that can come with it, with uh, not being happy with the situation. And I'll use, for example, either a love relationship or maybe a work relationship where, you know, the person has become intolerable or um, you just don't jive anymore, or maybe with a job you're, you're not getting enough money. Um, you know, I'm, I'm an employer, and one of the things that I know is that I can pay a certain amount of money to an employee, and if they can't live on that, it's time for them to move on. And instead of, let's say, communicating to me that they're unhappy with how much money they make and you know, I'm a lousy boss because I don't pay them enough. You know, if I can pay them more, I will. If I cannot, um, you know, instead of attacking the person you're unhappy with, like the partner or the boss, uh, by the way, I'm not talking about my particular employee. She does not have this complaint, hopefully. Um, but what can happen is, is in your mind, you can go on a spin out of all the bad things, you know, it's like with a breakup, bad breakup in a relationship, even afterwards, you're still justifying the next step you took with how bad that other person was, rather than just taking that step with grace and communicating to the people around you what it is you're wanting for yourself rather than uh, what you're not wanting. Yeah. And where does all this communication begin? Really, let's look at that. Where all communication that we give to others, even the communication on a psychic level on, in our aura, where does it begin? It begins with our communication with ourselves. Oh, yeah. See, when we don't know what our next steps are, it's because we're not listening to ourselves. We're not tuning in and paying attention to where am I? Oh, yeah, that's what's missing in the difficulty of knowing what to do next, knowing what to say, all of those kinds of things. There's a gap. There's a break in our communication with ourselves. If we're communicating to the whole world, everyone else in our aura 24-7, guess what? <laughs> We're communicating the same thing to ourselves all the time. 
we need to learn to read ourselves first, so to speak. Yeah, it's not just about getting to see someone else's aura or to know intuitively where someone else is at. First, we have to intuitively communicate with ourselves. And we can communicate with ourselves on a multitude of levels. It's not just one way. We communicate with ourselves through our inner voice. We communicate with ourselves through our intuitive knowingness. We communicate with ourselves in the sense of clairsentience directed at what we're feeling on the inside. We're communicating with ourselves through our sense of affinity, through our clairaudience, through our knowingness, through our clairvoyance, every which way we're communicating with ourselves. And so what about that, that we miss? Ah, we're, we're really announcing to ourselves our next steps all the time, but in this place here, in this conscious realm here of, okay, right now this is what I'm thinking, this is how I feel, the whole bit. Where does the communication with our own spiritual beingness get mixed up? Ah, that is very simple. There's two levels of communication, if you want to call it communication, going on all the time. One is the communication with our own true self, our inner spirit. The other is the communication with that which a lot of people call the ego. But what is that? That's, that's essentially nothing more than survival. It's, it's nothing more than, than that which is lost, divided, trying to survive because it doesn't know that there's no need for survival for spirit. It's just going, no, I'm this independent individual separate from everything else. I'm all here, all alone, boo-hoo. <laughs> and that part, ah, it's just a little bit of consciousness, if you will, that's always trying to survive. And it starts to, it starts to try to convince you. You know, when you're in survival, you, you feel like you need to convince everybody else, hey, hey, I'm in survival and, and this is important and, you know, pay attention, pay attention, pay attention. I need this first because you're fine, I'm not. Like that. Oh, that part, I'm sure every one of you knows what I'm talking about because we all have that. If you're here in this world, you have that. And if you have that, that doesn't mean anything. Everybody has it. But the question is, how much do you pay heed to it? How much do you listen to it? How much do you let that part, that voice, control your life? And how much do you listen to the, the quiet voice, the peaceful voice, the kind and generous voice that doesn't jump up and down and scream at you all the time? Oh, we have a choice. So that communicating your next step now begins 
first with communicating with yourself. Communicating with your true self is not listening to and following the demands of the ego. Instead, it's going with what you know to be true, what you know and what you experience. You're aware that now this part is wanting this and that and the other thing and screaming, but what's the quiet part? What's the part that's not invested in controlling everything? What's that part of myself saying? And then you find, oh, this is a space people call meditation. You find that quiet within. And when you find that quiet within, when you ground yourself from the first chakra to the center of the earth and be in the center of your head, be aware in the center of your head, you start to find that little point of stillness. Nothing's changing. Nothing's going up and down, sideways or anything. There's no either or. It's just, just is. And it's completely still. It's completely quiet. And as you start to experience that and become more aware of that, the noise could be going on all around you. The thoughts can still be going around all around you, but you're in the center. You're in the eye of the storm. So the storm's going on. The storm could be raging, but in the middle, you're in the eye of that storm and everything's quiet. Ah, that's the practice of meditation is being able to access that on demand, so to speak, just because you decided I'm in the center of, I'm aware in the center of my head. So then, once you get there, what's that part of you saying? And that part of you is saying, hey, everything's great. Yep. It's no big deal. Huh. Let everything be for a moment. Instead of jumping in to try to fix it before you even know what's broken. Huh. And if you become aware in the center of your head, and that quiet, you'll start to become aware, oh, what seems like is broken, what seems like is wrong with everything, is actually you jumping out into the world, trying to control something, trying to fix something that's not yours to fix. You've been separated from yourself. When you bring yourself back to yourself, then you know. It's like you're part of the pot again. Ah, you know where you're going. This is where I started. And this is where I'm going. And as you find that space within yourself, then everything becomes simple. And you go, okay, my next step, oh, I need to call so-and-so. I need to say hello to that person next. I need to write this email 
Or sometimes, even, I need to post something on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> My example is that um, we just moved into a new house and there are a gazillion boxes everywhere. And uh, we're going through them one by one. And I get very excited when I get three feet of boxes cleared away because that was my next step that day. Or um, in Michael and I were talking about how, you know, how are we ever going to get this done with all the work we have to do? Well, I said 10 boxes a day, absolutely 10 boxes a day. And I sometimes make it and sometimes don't, but I get at least seven or eight and the piles are slowly but surely getting smaller and smaller, and the house is absorbing the contents. And the house is getting bigger and bigger. It's, it's, a, it's like a miracle. <laughs> I didn't realize we were living in such a big house until Raphael started to unpack these boxes, and the boxes are disappearing. And I go, whoa, Ooh. this is a big room. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, we're coming to the end of our show, and we certainly appreciate all of you joining us today. We hope that you each gain some new insights and perspectives today about your next steps and about your psychic communication with yourself and others. Be sure to join us next Wednesday to explore more about what it means to have psychic communication and what you need to do to become more aware of it in our episode titled, What Are Friends For? Remember, too, to join us for our teleclass this Saturday, January 9th, from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time to learn to do energy work to make more space for your creativity in the world, which is part of our You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think series, which we would love to have you join us on. Check our website, michaeltamora.com, or call our office at 530-926-2650 for details and to sign up. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora. We will see you next week. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth. <laughs>